Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. It was like chaos, right? Like, I think they're all yeah. going to wake up tomorrow hungover. <laughs> right. Like, reaching in their pockets, going, what uh, What happened? How much How much money do I have left? <laughs> like, where did I get that cigarette? With SI's Pat Forty. That's why Texas is where it is. And somehow still able to upset the entire alignment of college football. Here's Pat and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. The NFL draft went to Las Vegas and got trashed. It got drunk. <laughs> it did. It did. I kind of joined them. But, you know. Pat is, how many beers into the night are we? Uh, are you, Pat? You know, a few. A few. All right, a few. All right, this is not going to go well. If, if you listen to last year's, he and Pete were both hammered while I was working. <laughs> I'm the sober one tonight. Sully, how are you doing? Uh, I'm in Miami for a wedding uh, out oh, in the little Havana for don't a couple say of years. Else. Don't, <laughs> HR is listening. More, more, more cafecito <laughs> than beer tonight. So we're good. Okay. I said how, not where, but that's fine. You've said enough. Uh, all right. I'm going to have to carry this one. <laughs> yeah. So this thing was wild. Yeah. Nine trades. Woo. Just on draft night, Tampa traded with Jacksonville. The Jets traded with Tennessee. Tennessee traded with Philly. Philly traded with Houston. Buffalo traded with Baltimore. Baltimore traded with Arizona. Kansas City traded with New England. Detroit traded with Minnesota. New Orleans traded with Washington. I think that's just tonight. <laughs> the 29th pick in the draft went from San Francisco to Miami to Kansas City to New England, where Bill Belichick promptly took an FCF FCS <laughs> offensive lineman from Chattanooga, Tennessee, Sully. Where are you from? Let's go. <laughs> Sully, pre-production here, Sully was uh, opining this might be the greatest night in Chattanooga history. Yep. I mean, we're talking, pardon me, Roy, Where is that the cat that got your two shoes? We're talking very few nights that have been this shining <laughs> in, in the 4-2-3's history. 4-2-3. Cole Strange getting picked by the Patriots. Extremely strange. Cole Strange. And then you have the Rams doing their, their like, after the draft, they're done. The Hayes in the barn. And then Cole Strange gets picked while they're in their press conference. And they're like, whoa, where did this come from? I thought he was going to be there at 104. So, 
Hey, yeah, that's not, the Patriots. Belichick likes him. He likes him a little bit more. Is this really the best night, though? I mean, <laughs> yeah, with the mocks. I mean, like, what what does happen in, in Chattanooga, Sully? <laughs> uh, not a lot. It's a great town. But, I mean, up until this point, getting named, like, the 30th best city to, to retire in, <laughs> it was the best, best act. But that was that was it. That's that's the cream in the crop. So this we're we're not trying to get over the a big big hill here. So okay. the twenty ninth player pick certainly beats the thirtieth best city to retire in, right there. So yeah, okay, all right. Uh, in two thousand eleven, an episode of Extreme Makeover Home Edition was filmed. Okay, uh, there's that. One of the pivotal battles of the Civil War was fought there. Look out, Mountain. Yeah, I guess if we want to go to war, it's yeah, one of know. the best moments. <laughs> Toby Keith had a concert in 2007. There you go. Elton John's played there three times. Yeah. Wow. He's been, really? he's been to the Roundhouse a bunch, weirdly. Wow. Why is Elton John so popular in Chattanooga? I don't know. I, I, a lot of karaoke nights have sung Elton John in Chattanooga, so I get it. I covered well, anyway. an FCS championship game in Chattanooga once. Yeah. Oh, yep. it used to be so good there. I don't know why Frisco has yeah. it. A pretty little city. There's no question. No, it is. No. Enjoyed it. More good things should happen at Chattanooga, so maybe this is the start. Yeah, they just went um, on the NCAA tournament run. Cole Strange gets picked. It's it's all uphill from here. Yeah, I it's mean, happening. like I'm looking at the Wikipedia history of Chattanooga, and there's like uh, Civil War, Moon a Pie, big Flood. Yeah, one of the Coca Cola founders is from there, and that's about mm-hmm. it. Downtown revitalization, of course. Oh yeah, there's going that. Who had um, that? Anyway, uh, it was that kind of night. There was just crazy <laughs> stuff happening. <laughs> Left and right. It was so crazy. I think the Jets won the draft. <laughs> I would say the Eagles are close. Eagles, Eagles are Eagles did to get AJ Brown. Oh my good. What, like every receiver, every really like top flight receiver, it seems like in the NFL has changed locations. I mean, like they're all just like whoop, 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 Jordan whoop, Davis. Kills and then we had too. six other ones drafted. Well, they're all getting traded and they're all getting drafted. It's most crazy. most in the modern era in the top 20 picks. Wide receiver, uh, and there was the top six in the top eighteen. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it was it was it was lunacy. Uh, the wide receivers, and you know, they started at eight. So in a ten, a ten, or I guess let's see, yeah, ten or eleven pick. There was uh, eleven picks. There was uh, six receivers. There was a run on them, yeah. uh, including the 10, 11, 12 scenario. We had Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jamison Williams, who like. A year and a half ago, we're all sharing the same <laughs> wide receiver room at Ohio State. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, the big debate in the NFL right now is do you pay a receiver to draft these young ones and get them on the cheap? Because, like, Jamar, it used to be this was a position you did not want young guys. Occasionally, you'd get guys that were really good as rookies. Obviously, like Randy Moss has like 17 touchdowns as a rookie, but you didn't want rookies. But Jamar Chase kind of changed everything. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm not paying X number of dollars for these guys. Uh, when I can just I can get these young ones and, and there's seven on seven ball and there's so many receivers out there now. Yeah. Um, is this the new trend, you know, which is which is pretty interesting. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, like, it, it, it's so funny. The everything with the ball goes outside of the hash marks now, you know, like there's no running backs got picked. So it's quarterbacks throwing the ball to the outside of the receivers and then. All the action related to getting to the quarterback is obviously on the inside, and that's where your pass rushers and your offensive tackles all got picked. Uh, is fascinating, and I think we we thought Drake London. 
Uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, no brainers. And Jamison Williams, but he's coming off the knee, but still all four of those guys. But then after that, and it's like Jahan Dotson and Traylon Burks, who, you know, they're good players, but it's like, oh my gosh, they're going that high. Uh, it was, it was pretty crazy run on wideouts. No running backs. Zero. One quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Yep. Uh, With much discussion of his hands. His hand size, only yep. eight and a half inches. Yep. See, like Trumpian hand size. We got we got issues. We got Do we issues. have a measurement on that? I don't it know. It drives me crazy though, because the guy was throwing in frozen weather in November in the same <laughs> freaking stadium. Like he's good. He's freaking good. Well, that's that's probably why that team took him, because they're in that same freaking stadium and they could watch him and say, Yeah, you know, he's fine throwing the ball with, with an eight and a half inch hand. You know, that was the well, guy. Let's let's be clear though. Like playing up until Thanksgiving is one thing. You got right. You know, no, the, playing December past gets Christmas a lot worse. is a different deal. Yeah, and and January gets even worse, and the regular season now goes into January. So it could be a factor. I mean, there was a lot of turnover, a lot of fumbles and stuff. I I don't know. It doesn't seem like a big deal. They said Burrow's hands weren't that big, right? Right. Seemed like How, he did how's okay. he doing? How's Joe <laughs> Burrow doing? Like it's yeah. okay. I mean, they just got to find stuff. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Like, you know, the the pre-draft discussions. Kayvon Thibodeau is too, he's too into other things. Does he love football? Right. Just like, you know, he's kind of well-rounded and intrigued with other. You hate, that's you, just, a, you just hate to have a well-rounded guy. <laughs> I mean. It's too much personality. Heaven forbid he can unplug after a bad game or something and, and, yeah, and no. get right for we, the next week. Gosh. We can't have that. We can't have that. Who let's, let's just go around the bit, okay? Like I'm not saying if you had the number one pick or like what you got to pick them in order, but who do you believe? We all watch a lot of college football, obviously. Just you're just like that was a good pick. The Start one that, with you, Pat. All right, yeah. Now the one I guess that jumped out to me at four. There, there were several, but at 14, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, going to the Ravens. The Ravens just get studs on defense. It's unbelievable. They've done this forever. From Ed Reed forward, they get guys, you know, it's incredible. Ray Lewis, Suggs, getting on and on and on and on. But Kyle Hamilton at 14, this is a guy he makes plays. And they're like, well, he's, you know, maybe not quite. He's not fast enough. I saw him at Notre Dame against good competition, making plays all the damn time in coverage. In run support, occasional blitzes. Give me that guy. I, I thought He's that fast was fast enough as a safety for sure, too. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And and Baltimore just had to sit there. Everyone was making trades, and Baltimore's just sitting there like, come, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know, we need we we haven't had a great safety since Ed Reed. Now you may not be Ed. We're not gonna put that on you, but they showed just, again why one of the why they have one of the best front offices because they just take the best available every time and it's and it works time after time. Yeah, again. Right. Yeah. It's a little like Pittsburgh sitting there and getting Kenny Pickett. Like, you know, yeah. like if the, Kenny Pickett pans out, then, you know, it's it, like New England sitting there and getting Mac Jones and Pittsburgh desperate for a QB because that right. division's got everybody. I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, what do you uh, let? Well, we'll get we'll get the picket in a minute. Well, let's just do it now. We're talking picket. Do you think picket can make it? I don't know. I, I really don't. I mean, I, th- I think his intangibles are great. He had a phenomenal season. He certainly has a chance, but I, I, I mean, like I, people were like, oh, Malik Willis dropped out of the first round. I'm not sure what I've taken any quarterback in the first round. I really, because I thought there were so many other good players, especially on defense. 
in this draft. But that's an acute need for Pitt, Pittsburgh. And you've got a guy that you've been able to watch up close as much as you want there. And, you know, I, th- I think he's I think he was the best pick at quarterback in the draft. I, Malik Willis may have bigger upside, but I'm just a little bit nervous about him as a pure pocket guy. Uh, so take your shot with him. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if, given what Pittsburgh needed, yeah, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't, there's a reason no one else took him, right? But right. Pittsburgh did because they had to have him. Yeah. It's worth that risk. And uh, I thought Pickett would actually – I remember at the, at the end of the season thinking Pickett's the guy to me who'd get that buzz and move up because guys move up, right? You're not sitting there like a year – you know, Zach Wilson ends up the number two pick, right? Like during the season, right. you're not sitting yeah, there no. going, oh, Zach Wilson, right. I'm watching the number two pick here. I mean, Pete was on was on him early. But he was, and he's a good player. He was. But he was on him, but he wasn't talking number two pick. Right. Trey Lance went third. I mean, everybody yeah. was going last year, right? Yeah. Um, Pickett never rose for whatever reason. Great athlete, really good runner, good mobility, um, which, you know, <laughs> the first time he scrambles for a first down, like, the, you know, they're going to be like, wait, you can do that? We've had <laughs> Roethlisberger. Yeah, for like two- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big, Big Ben was the best at never getting sacked because no one could knock him over. Yeah. Six six two fifty, but that didn't translate into moving forward. Strong man. Remember the story? We never found out the truth of this. Where Donald Trump said he played golf with Ben Roethlisberger, and Roethlisberger, (laughs) (laughs) Roethlisberger hit the ball, hit a tee shot into a tree, (laughs) right off a tree, and he said he hit it so hard he hit the tree. And then two years later, Trump was back at the same course, and he said the tree was dead. (laughs) Now we know. I would say even his greatest supporter knows that maybe uh, maybe Mr. Trump has been known to like, you know, <laughs> hype up a story a little, you know, pump, pump, pump a story up a little bit. But did 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 Ben kill a tree? Is he such a good driver? They killed her. I don't believe so, but I don't know. Could be. So that's the kind of pressure Kenny Pickett's under. It I don't is. know. Hardy but he's a very good athlete. Did good kill runner. trees. Ben Roethlisberger did not. Let's just so put that out there. <laughs> the drive. Imagine yeah. hitting the drive so hard you kill the tree. <laughs> kill the tree. Come on. That's a little. Someday Abe I'm going to run into Roethlisberger and ask him that. Yeah, right. That's a cherry yeah, story. We could, we could talk about a lot of things in your 17 year career, but <laughs> how about this time? Yeah. Uh, did you kill the tree? All right, uh, Sully. Who's your pick other than the Chattanooga guy? <laughs> guy, you just loved. You love the pick. Pat. Pat kind of stole my dude, but I, I. It's hard to hard to say that. The Eagles didn't kill us tonight with Jordan Davis there at 13. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got it. You got a freaking grizzly bear in the middle on top of the fact you traded for AJ Brown. Like, yeah, I, that, the, that, that team crushed it. Make draft day two about the Eagles this year. That was, that was money in my opinion. Yeah. I think the jets really were draft day because they take, they take sauce Gardner at four. Yep. And then they get Garrett Wilson at 10. I mean, this, yeah, God, he's awesome. Yep. But to take Garrett Wilson, especially if you're a fan and you're just living on the, the mock drafts, you're going, ah, I like Garrett Wilson. That's great. But I wanted Jermaine Johnson. He was dropping. We had heard Jermaine Johnson was up to like in the top five. So you sit there and go, all right, we really could use a pass rush because we're the Jets. We could use everything. But this Garrett Wilson guy is unbelievable. And then you end up getting Jermaine Johnson anyway because the whole the whole league decides to draft all these 
wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's like they it's forgot like, about defensive end. He's like the third best defensive end and the fourth best defensive end in the league. And he comes down all the way there. Yeah. Yeah. No, for like Jets fans who are accustomed to being pissed off on draft night. Geez, you might got to try a new act. Although I will say that I, I did nominate them for the fans in Las Vegas taking themselves the most seriously. You know, like they're all trying to look so intense on camera. Like here we are on the at the draft. Like just shut the f- up and watch your team pick your, pick your players. I want my picks and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. <laughs> yes. But you got Sauce who had his his uh, chain. He has multiple chains, but the one with the actual sauce bottle yeah. on it, Respect. that was very strong. Garrett Drink Wilson. London with the, with the DL, with the, with the fight on in the middle of it, was also strong. Did he have that? I missed that. There was a lot of chains going on, like a lot of bling, you know, which, hey, it's the draft. That's, that's pretty much to. what you expect. Vegas? Yeah. Come, I mean, yes, he, the he draft in Vegas. I was so up in a sensible blue suit. I mean, come on. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. I was chastised because uh, I said I really didn't understand why they had a like a dance troupe at the beginning. And I was like, oh, it's Vegas. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, you're right. I guess that's why we need yeah, that. Uh, there's no, there was no level of ridiculousness. They had Cirque du Soleil going like an hour before the draft. So <laughs> I love Atlanta getting Drake London because I just love Drake London. Yeah. And now you've got Kyle Pitts. In like as your inside guy and Drake London, like no, I mean, that, I'm not expecting yeah. a whole lot out of Atlanta, but geez. no, but there was a lot of I think a lot of teams did very well. Not all of them, but a lot of them did. I'm a really huge well. Chris Olave fan. Yes, I just, I do, he's the C. He's the uh, CD Lamb of this year. Where I remember CD Lamb, I was like, that guy's he's good. He's, yep. he's gonna he's gonna be good. Yep. Um, no question. Uh, you know, Hutchinson, I think, is almost impossible to miss. Yeah, guy. that's like his his floor is like you right. know eight year starter. Yeah, yeah, Something that's like it. That. Like he's he he's the most risk free pick in the entire draft. You know, yeah, he's just like, there's no no reason to think he's not going to be very good for a long time. Now, is he going to be great ever? I don't know. I think that's why Trevon Walker went ahead of him because some people think that there's just more upside there. But I mean, there ain't a lot to knock about Aiden Hutchinson. Five Georgia Bulldogs all on defense. And they didn't take the best one. That's my opinion. N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker. Inside. Here's the problem. 5'11 inside linebacker. You get to your measurables and this. He's going to get 100. He's going to make 100 tackles a year for whoever drafts him for who knows how many years. He is incredibly fast. He's unbelievably smart. He reads plays. He and he falls out of the first round. I mean, he's a Bobby Wagner type missile where he's just going to yeah. get 100, 100 tackles a year. Yeah. Jeez, I just I you know I know that the Bucks I think pick first in the second round. They probably have other needs there, but holy, somebody's got to be sitting there saying, I'm, "We're going to take Nicobe Dean first." It was damn like thing. it was like chaos, right? Like I think they're all yeah. going to wake up tomorrow hungover. <laughs> Right, like reaching in their pockets, going, "What? Uh, what happened? How much? How much money do I have left? <laughs> like, where did I get that cigarette? What? Yeah. <laughs> Don't smoke." It was a very, uh, <laughs> it was a very Vegas night. Speaking of yeah, which, yeah. I'm getting another beer. Hold, please. You guys go. They right all, ahead. they all left thinking they're winners, which is true on all draft nights. But 
a Vegas morning eventually arrives with the truth. And, uh, you know, somebody's got to be like, you know, some go, so it's going to be some busts out there. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, five, five of them, two Alabama Crimson Tide were picked, Jamison Williams and then Evan Neal at seven. Evan Neal's selection means Alabama has had a first round pick for 14 consecutive years. It's unbelievable. Uh, that ties them all time with Miami, which from 1995 to 2008 had 14 straight years. Now, in, in, interestingly, 2008, when this streak, uh, well, I wouldn't say began, the year before it began, Alabama did not have anyone picked in the entire draft. Wow, in 2007, is that right? Or seven or eight, whatever, whenever it started, yeah. Okay. I think they and did get, since they got beat by Monroe that year. That was well, like that's, the yeah, first, yeah. Saban's yeah. first year was 07. They had nobody. And they got now beat by they've Monroe. had 41 since then. First rounders. Unbelievable. Now they're going to break the record oh. next year because they could go Bryce Young, Will Anderson, one, two, two, one, whatever. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, but like <clears> with <throat> their recruiting, like they're going to get to 20 or something. Oh, even if Saban retired. Yeah. This machine no. isn't slowing down. Like Miami's no. puttered out. Yeah. He's damn near doubled up the amount of first round draft picks compared to losses at Alabama in his career. <laughs> it's gross. Wow. Great How many stat. losses does he have? 25. 25 wow. losses and 41 first round draft picks. Yeah. And that, yeah, that disparity will keep growing because for sure, I mean, like to me, I like Will Anderson's number one next year and then Bryce Young, maybe number two. I don't know. Uh, but they're those well, what they lose two games this year and they only had two first round picks. So it was a push this year. That's true. It was a push. It won't be a push next year. It will not be a push. <laughs> no, there's going to be uh, I, I don't, I don't anticipate two losses. Big 12 football fans. Uh, I hope you had a nice uh, night off. Not a single player from the big 12, uh, got drafted. You would have to, uh, jump on and claim sauce Gardner <laughs> as the yeah. future, future big 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not good. Uh, it's not like you, you know, are anchored in Texas where there's like a gazillion players. <laughs> um, I don't quite know how that happened. Uh, Oklahoma didn't have anybody, nothing. So not not a great run there uh, for, for the Big 12. Texas, nobody. Uh, since 2016, Texas has two players selected in the first two rounds. Not that, so good. That tells you everything you need to know. That's why Texas is where it is and somehow still able to upset the entire alignment of college football. But gal almighty, the, the product on the field just sucks. And I mean, for them to have nobody and like, you know, Baylor, Oklahoma state, I mean, come on, Oklahoma, obviously I would like, where, where are the players here? It's, it's TCU. Yeah. I mean, they usually always are developing somebody, right? Yeah. That is going to be the single biggest challenge of this league going forward. Yeah. Is getting guys. Vanderbilt yeah. has had more picks than Texas since 2016 in the first couple of rounds. Vandy. Yeah, there you go. Boom. The longest active drought without a first-round NFL draft pick. This is from Pick 6 Previews. This is crazy. Pat, do you have you looked at this on Sully's Rundown or not? Because don't oh, look. Of course not. I never read the okay. rundown. Okay, I didn't, I didn't think you read the rundown. Picks. Uh, let's see if you can figure out let's see we got one two three four five six seven eight nine we have nine teams that are at least 13 years without a first round draft pick 
power five, right? Okay. These are okay. all, yep, power five. So don't, yeah, we're not just talking anybody. Go ahead and try to name a team. Nine teams in the power five in the last 13 years who have not had a first round pick. At least 13. Some go way longer. Okay. Yeah, there's some longer ones, but at All least 13. Right. All right. Um, I'm going to say like Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Yes. 13 right. years. Okay. There there's go. one. Okay. Uh, Kansas. Kansas has gone 15 years. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. Two for two. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Oregon State. No. Ah. Must have had somebody. Okay. Okay. Rutgers. Rutgers, 13 years. Yes. There we go. How about Maryland? No, they must add somebody. No. Vandy's on here. I'd Vandy's add, on I'd there? I figure okay. you would have not picked them because so, I guess their three picks were all second rounders. The second rounders, yeah. 15 okay. years of Vandy. Okay. There's four of them. You want, okay. me, you want me to give you some clues? Yeah, give me some clues. Water. Water? Well, we'll get to that one. Oh, oh, oh. Iowa State. Iowa State has gone 50 years. 50? <laughs> Come on, man. Really? According to this. Oh, my God. That's true, Sully. 50? <laughs> was like 1972 somebody got picked. I'm going to check. Uh, let's see. Keith Sims in 1990 was a second-round pick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 1973, George Amundsen <laughs> right. was picked by Houston at 14. <laughs> He may be the only one ever. Really? He's the only one guy. <laughs> Iowa State. The water doesn't work. It's a lie. <laughs> How the hell do you have a relatively reasonable program? Yeah, right. For a hundred <laughs> years and only have one guy. UMass yeah. has more guys. They had a than shot that. with Brees tonight and they didn't get it done. That one is unbelievable. First round pick ever. One guy. One guy. Wow. UMass has two, two. They were both in 1966 and 68, but still. <laughs> hey, it's two. Pick is a pick. No. See? Yeah, no, the fraudulence just continues out of Ames. Ames is just a joke. I mean, think All about right. it. Who's the best that, player just, in Iowa State for the past 20 years? Probably like Seneca Wallace. And he went yeah. in. But he was, no, he was not an NFL. Yeah, right, right, right. No, good point. All but right. Others, it, Virginia has gone 14 years. Yeah. Kansas State has gone 14 years. Yeah. Arizona has gone 15. And the Indiana Hoosiers, 29 years <laughs> without a first round pick. Wow. So that goes back to like Vaughn Dunbar. <laughs> is in that 19, your pick on like who it is? 1993. Yeah. That's you believe it is Vaughn? That's your. All right. I'm going to look this up. Is it yeah. Vaughn Dunbar? Vaughn Dunbar, Dunbar. running back. Michael Penix, can he get it? He didn't. He didn't reach the pylon against Penn State. He didn't, and now he's uh, transferred. 1994, Thomas Lewis. Ah, okay, receiver Went to the Giants. Receiver, yeah. Von Dunbar, 1992. He was a first okay. round pick. All right, see, listen Not to bad, me. Not bad, Pat. Listen that's to me. Yeah. Rant, yeah. Wow. I gotta say, that's that's some that's a pull. Trivia. Yeah. That, uh, uh, yeah. So there yeah. you go. See, so all right, so we have fraudulence and names. How about the the well, well? We'll get into this more when we have a chance to fully investigate it. But Missouri is now claiming their drum is bigger than Purdue's, not as big as Korea's drum. But all right, you want to get to this right now? Yes, there there is yeah, a, know, an we, additional you know. dispute in the big drum competition. There is Purdue's claim of the world's largest drum, which is just obviously not true because the South Koreans have numerous drums bigger. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, they, you have to climb stairs to play the drum. <laughs> Missouri, Mizzou is stepping it up. Coach Drink has got to be behind this. I guarantee it. Shady Gators NIL money has gotten <laughs> Big Mo regarded as the biggest bass drum in college football. It was tuned this week for the first time since 2019. Uh, it came before a high school musical. The iconic drum weighs 800 pounds. There's nine feet tall, four and is four feet, six inches wide. It was moved from its home at Memorial Stadium to the Lowry Mall for its tuning. There we go. The truck pulled the drum in a secure fashion while members of the Kappa Kappa Psi and Tau Beta Sigma, Mizzou's marching fraternities, marching Mizzou's fraternity and sorority. They have band frats and they have a band frat? I, that's news to me. I, I cannot well, tell you. you, but... you he probably couldn't even get invited to the band frat party. I probably couldn't have. I guarantee it. But take that, Purdue. You know, one more fraudulent link in your drum heritage here. So good for Big Missouri Mo, for stepping up. Big Mo was built in 2011 as a project led uh, by a professor at Gordon State College in Georgia, Bompani. He has his own music company. Mizzou ordered up a drum that would thump claims by Texas, Big Bertha, and Purdue, big, big bass drum, for having the biggest drum played at college football. You try to latch onto something you could call unique, Bompani said. It's like bragging rights thing. It's about having the biggest and the best. So they say they are bigger. So Purdue, you, what what you got? Is that like like you literally just put in an order to some dude somewhere in Georgia and say, Apparently. "Hey, uh, yeah, we 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 we'd like the biggest drum ever, please. Can you can you please give us the biggest drum? Find the find the measurements for that Purdue thing and find the measurements for Texas. Yeah, can can we well, please? Purdue beat won't that? give out its measurements. Okay, so you have to so like stealth do that or what? Yeah, Big Bertha's eight feet four, tall and forty four inches wide, so they just went bigger than that. No, produce, produce just, I mean, it's just deceptive. It's just deceptive. <laughs> All right. You want, there's your drum story. So, Pat, go. how do you feel? Your alma mater yeah, has the world, has America's I'm, biggest drum. Absolutely swelling with pride. It's incredible. You know, the, the feeling. <laughs> Much can we more... get a Missouri Purdue football rivalry? They That's... can bring the drums there. <laughs> they can fight over fourth best in their respective divisions. <laughs> What oh, an exciting series that would be. Yeah. It's one of those ones everyone's like, uh, they'll just come across Twitter like, Purdue and Missouri have uh, scheduled a two-game <laughs> right. series, yeah, 2031 like, and 2034. Uh, they go, okay. Everybody yawns. <laughs> uh, they did play, actually, semi-recently. But, yeah, no, that's like, okay, Missouri actually cares about the journalism school and Purdue cares about the engineering school and – if either of them happen to be good in athletics, uh, that's a nice little benefit. At least Purdue got Karloftis tonight, so we'll give him they that. They did. Uh, George Karloftis, first-round pickings. I mean, going back to the fall, people were saying he was going to be a top-ten pick. So to get him late first round, I, but the thing about that, it was that was classic NFL stuff, and it's not to say they don't know what they're talking about. Karloftis went to the Chiefs. I, the, the words that came out of somebody's mouth might have been Mike Greenberg's or whoever I was watching on ESPN. You know, and then the short arms came in. It's like, well, I mean, I guess his arms were always the same length. I don't think they shrank <laughs> from the fall, but, you know, they're that's... Even, they were even shorter when he was younger. Yeah, yeah well, they certainly were. When he the was man eight. was a former member of the Greek National Water Polo. How about team. that? That's an athlete. Those guys are tough. Oh, Those water guys polo are guys are specimens. Absolute specimens. I give George Karloftis a very good chance to be a good player. How much better is... Travon Walker's draft night 
than Joe Burrow's. Just two years later, Joe Burrow, that fake, it was supposed to be in Vegas that year. He got the the COVID draft and he had to be at his parents' house. Alone. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember us podcasting that night. Yeah. Yes. He got stuck like sleeping in his boyhood bed with like a <laughs> Ohio State sheets or something. Right. Yeah. And Trayvon Walker is literally the toast of Vegas. Tonight. Of Vegas. Yeah. He's rolling. I mean, although, shoot, was he even there? I'm trying to th- I think. Foxy might... didn't go. Maybe Hutch is the star of the show. I think That's Hutch. Right. Tray- Trayvon Walker was not there, was he? I don't think he was. Talk about the biggest disappointment of the entire draft is being the number one pick and not being in Vegas to just pop bottles all night. Like, my goodness. Yeah, right. Right. That's a night you'll never forget. Seems like something you'd regret later on. You only get drafted first off overall once. I want to get to work. I want to make sure I'm uh, sober for the meet the beat writers the next day. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Come on. Let's get to work. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Well, Aiden Hutchinson's not messing around. Nope. Nope. I'm sure it was a big night for him and his family. I think we we broke we actually broke the news on this podcast that uh Hutchinson's dad, who's an ER surgeon in uh Royal Oak, Michigan, I believe, operated on a dude who was attacked by both an aardvark and a lion. Two separate surgeries years apart. The the they, the zoo is right near the it's not far from the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, they got all the zoo mishaps. So it was a zoo worker and he got attacked by an aardvark. <laughs> <laughs> right is this i'm yeah. trying to help you yeah. through because you're clearly yeah. not in, uh you're not doing your best here that's Pat. fine not you your know, best work fill in the details and then they found out the guy had previously been bit by a lion yeah is that right yeah yeah they get they get him on the table and like one of these other scars here and he's like oh yeah i was bitten <laughs> by a lion he's like oh i sewed you up then too that's uh, yeah there you go you know what? This is why, Pat, your performance tonight is why I made the big game boomer top 100 college football media and you did not. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, I'm a picture you of You made like the top 25, yeah. too. That was big. Professionalism and sobriety and taking the job seriously. Yeah. Kind of like, yes, big, big game boomer himself, whoever he may be. Big game boomer put himself on the list at 99. Kirk Herbstreet was number one. Lee Corso to Gus Johnson. I mean, those are, that's the big time right there. Oh, yeah. I yeah. checked in at 38. How about that? And freaking Pete's at 32, which I'm not happy about. Big game boomer. <laughs> big game boomer Oklahoma big- fan. I've been slightly uncharitable towards Oklahoma recently. Oh, you think that's what? Oh, that's what you think it is? Yeah. It's you're, you're calling bias rather than just this is an accurate list yeah, of our abilities yeah. as top top 100 best media personalities in college football. This is right here. Pat's at yeah. least, inter- Pat's at least it's 100. It's on the internet, Pat. It must on be true. The, well, of course. Of course. Who's like number 67? Sean McDonough. Oh, I, I like better. Sean McDonough. Okay. He's way better than I am. Yeah, he should be ahead of you. Are you kidding me? How about 83? Uh, let's see. Bob Wischusen. Good for Bob, yeah. but the world. Could I mean, Big Game Boomer he puts out at Big Game Boomer. If you want random weird <laughs> lists, he put out about college football. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of entertaining, but like some of his stuff's like you know, it's like best college town in America, and then he'll have like Los Angeles, like because it's like U.S. <laughs> right. Oh, that really fits the, <laughs> the guy's very obsessed with. The... He's very into it. But congratulations, Dan, on your ranking. That's great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Happy for uh, you. Maybe you're, I don't even think you got in the others receiving votes. No, I probably didn't. I'll try harder yeah. next year. Do a little work. Uh, a little yeah. do, do, do better. 
be better. Okay, so this is, you know, it's draft night, but honestly, funniest slash most horrifying slash most, I don't know what. <laughs> most most uh, story of the night. story, yeah. Yeah, involving college sports uh, was a basketball story involving the Miami Hurricanes. You're not really expecting that. My This is from uh, uh, Jonathan Giovanni uh, and Jeff Barzello at ESPN. Miami Hurricane guard Isaiah Wong will enter the transfer portal on Friday if his name, image, and likeness compensation isn't increased. His name, his name, image, and likeness agent, Adam Pappas of Next Sports Agency, told ESPN on Thursday, if Isaiah, if Isaiah and his family don't feel the NIL number meets their expectations, they will be entering the transfer portal while maintaining his eligibility in the NBA draft and going through the draft process. Wong, a two-time All-ACC player, second-leading player, reached the uh, Miami reached the Elite Eight, declared for the draft earlier this week. Isaiah would like to stay at Miami. He had a great season leading his team to the Elite Eight. He has seen what incoming Miami Hurricane basketball players are getting in NIL, and he would like his NIL to reflect that he was a team leader of an Elite Eight team. The issue is K-State transfer Nigel Pack, who we <laughs> talked about the other day. Yeah. Got a two-year deal worth eight hundred grand plus a car to transfer from Kansas State to Miami. The deal was funded by billionaire John Ruiz, who has been at the forefront of the NIL movement. So, like, none of this is technically has anything to do with Miami. So, technically, he's arguing. Wong is arguing with Ruiz, and Ruiz says he's not renegotiating. Isaiah is under contract. Ruiz said in a text message to ESPN. He's been treated by Life Wallet exceptionally well. That's the name of whatever the hell he's doing. If that is what he decides, I wish it well. However, I do not renegotiate. I cannot disclose the amount, but I can say he was treated very fairly. Pat, we have <laughs> straight up <laughs> threats of free agency, <laughs> renegotiations, <laughs> bitterness. <laughs> like, <laughs> they... <laughs> If and I don't get I have a feeling with than... NIL, we're going to continue to find the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and we ain't there yet. But boy, they got to this bottom pretty Woo-hoo! quick. It was a, a sprint to the near bottom, at least, for Isaiah Wong to suddenly go on a salary drive here and say, my life wallet deal needs to be better than that guy's life wallet deal because that guy was on a team that couldn't even go to the NCAA tournament. But on my team, Went to the final eight. Uh, I mean, this is hilarious. It's unbelievable. Uh, Isaiah Wong is an okay player. It's not like he's bad, but it's not like he's can't live without him. So, you know, if you're in charge of deals for Isaiah Wong, I think I would go and say, you know, the market is the market. And Ruiz, that's what he's doing. Ruiz has signed 111 yeah. deals. Signed or pending with Hurricane Athletes, the produce company's life wallet and cigarette racing, according to the Miami Herald. Um, the one issue is Nigel Pack discussing his his pay. Yeah, right. Which the, is the, yeah. which is outrageous. Nigel Pack is making eight hundred grand for two years, as coming as a guy from K State who averaged seventeen points a game, which is crazy. And so that's where Isaiah Wong's like, "Hey, wait a minute. I, this is the stuff that." Well, first off, this stuff kind of went on. Uh, it went on in recruiting because mm-hmm. the, the you, you sign a guy and then the, the current players want that money. So this is just behind the scenes. But now it's out in the open. But this is the stuff that, like, Jim Laranake has got to deal with and figure out how to make it work. Because 
Nigel Pack is great. You're getting the money, but you can't just throw too much money at the new guy. I don't I don't blame Wong. I mean, he's like, I'm the all I'm the two-time all ACC player. This guy's, you know, is he that good or not? We don't know. Right. No, I I don't blame Wong, but at the same time, I also might sit there and say if I'm like if you're Ruiz, who apparently now is running Miami basketball, <laughs> to, to Jim Laranega's surprise, but uh, I, I might also say, you know what? Is Isaiah Wong irreplaceable? Hit the bricks, and we'll get somebody else, and we'll be okay. But, you, but mean, if you're if you're Jim Laranega, you are undoubtedly hoping for both of these guys. Oh, of course. If you're Jim Laranega, for sure. But if you're the guy who's now the general manager of Miami Hurricane Basketball Incorporated. You're probably saying, Jim, don't worry. We'll, we'll get this is why else. Jimbo Fisher fought so loudly about that $30 million claim. Yeah, right. The $30 million that's, was not exactly an accurate right. figure. <clears throat> and that's why he went crazy, because all the other guys are going, whoa, where's my millions? Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. But this is some this is some bold stuff. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And talk about welcome to the future or the present. Like, this is it now. It's like, Okay. People that are going to broadcast their deals, then other people on your team are going to be paying attention. Total headache for Miami. People are freaking out. I, to, to me, I, it won't really affect a whole lot. But it's certainly no fan likes hearing. Like I don't care even a pro team. You know, no one likes holdouts or contract disputes, right? Even though you know that's part of the deal, right? So that that part's not fun. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be a challenge for coaches to figure out how to manage this thing. Cause technically Laranega can't even talk to Ruiz about the deals. Right. Yeah. But yeah. clearly, I mean, how do you, if you're the, especially basketball, we only need a few guys. Right. No. Like, how do you know that you're just going to throw 800 at Nigel pack? And it's like, Oh, we don't really want him. <laughs> well, and that's where let's put, go ahead and you know like pull the curtain back you don't think there is communication with i mean maybe john ruiz unilaterally up the ante or whatever to get to 800 grand but certainly it was communicated to him yes we would very much like nigel pack do what you need to do uh and maybe it got away and became 800 but still like they, to to make anybody think that the the miami basketball coaching staff has no idea what's going on out there. Come on, man. That's that's not the way it's happening. I mean, this is just it's it's Nevin Shapiro, but out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. He funded the basketball team for a little while. Sure. But not, you know, Nevin probably had a little more at least Nevin wasn't literally tweeting the the, the terms of the agreements that he reached, which is what John Ruiz did. If he had thought about it at the time, he probably would have. <laughs> he probably would have. <laughs> 200 grand, three hookers, and uh, the use of my boat in Biscayne Bay. Um. Anyway, classic. This will be a big story. People will flip out. I don't know. I mean, look, not leave it to South, something in South Florida to go off the rails this quickly. Just, 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 <laughs> just like, let's just cut to the chase and yeah. stop pretending. We need more money here. You overpaid that guy. My guy's better than Nigel. Yeah. Sully, you're what? down there. You're down there. Do a little shoe leather for us, man. Yeah, get over there, Sully. Yeah. Get over to Cole Gables. I got a wedding. Um, I got a wedding at the at the 
amazing art museum over here on the bay. I'm going to be too busy for the next couple of days. Uh, get, get over there and find get see what Nigel Pack is like. You know, walking around just like throwing out hundreds or whatever. He's not walking. He got a car. He's got a car yeah. and the 800 yeah. grand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fairly, fairly amusing to me. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, they're going to have to figure this stuff out. All right, update on our ongoing saga in college baseball. See, we're the only NFL draft pod that talked about college basketball and college baseball. See, we're all things to all people. Yeah. So we mentioned uh, Bethany College, Kansas Wesleyan baseball game, and the, the Kansas Wesleyan uh, barstool account accused Bethany, sort of, <laughs> of... Uh, of uh, poisoning the water at the baseball game, uh, putting paint thinner in our water coolers to get our baseball players sick and, and then still getting toasted by 31 runs is wild. The game ended 33 to two. Um, stay classy. Glad all our players are okay. Buck Fethany. Um, so this is NAIA, little uh, school baseball. Uh, we're not even sure there's a, these are schools. At least one of them seemed to be just athletes. Bethany, the Swedes, the Fighting Swedes in <laughs> Lindsberg or whatever, they Kansas. Have 17 college teams and five E teams, and they only have 800 students. So we're pretty sure everyone at the school is is a student, is an athlete. Maybe some of them are We don't know. I think we determined there were four students, non-athletic anyway, students. Yeah. Turns out that the police are all over this. The Lindsborg Police Department. In Kansas, bang up work by the uh, Lindsberg PD. Uh, they have, uh, and, and of course, I'm reading a TMZ article on this. You know, this has gone big when this is TMZ. And they have See? the entire I, I police think, report in there. Well, oh, yeah, TMZ's great. Yeah, I think we're the fire starter on this. I think we are the awareness raiser. Well, we TMZ, have, which I'm sure. K, KWU Barstool. I mean, they're really on this. Well, the yes. The fact they have a picture of the paint thinner in the. The, they do. They do. The fact that there is a KW bar stool is charming. And all right. Quaint, Law but, enforcement has determined no one affiliated with Bethany College and Kansas Wesleyan responsible for lunching, dumping paint thinner in the water cooler. Uh, the Lindsberg PD conducted more than 60 interviews. Just someone on Twitter pointed out it's probably like half the town. Um, <laughs> how many people live in Lindsborg? Well, uh, was... Collected multiple pieces of evidence, photographed the scene. And you go down on the on the on the uh, the police report, and then there's like a little area for evidence, and it says water jug value. <laughs> it does thirty dollars. Pro- property <laughs> property description of loss. <laughs> property drug code one one nine nine. Water jug one thirty dollars. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're on it. Uh, anyway, police say uh, nobody at either school. Uh, was responsible for tampering the water. So, Bethany, you're in the clear on that. Police say they have, however, identified two male juveniles being involved in the incident but are still actively investigating the situation. Uh, no suspects have been named. Uh, it's not good. I mean, the potential offenses are criminal threat, contaminated food, water source, battery. So that's a battery charge. Knowing recklessly causing bodily harm and criminal damage to property, because I guess the water cooler got its paint stripped off. Potentially some future Swedes involved here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's two kids basically mm-hmm. in Lindsborg just out there wilding. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, we 
We're going to get crime in this country. It's out of control. Well, look, man, you got to watch the big social event in town, a Bethany baseball game, of course. So we're going to go poison and- the guys. 3,700 people live in Lindsborg. Yeah. It's known for its large Swedish That's population. why Bethany's the Swedes. Come oh, on. I did not know that. Come on. They have a huge Dalla horse, like a traditional carved painted wooden statue of a horse downtown. <laughs> they also have a bed and breakfast there. Mm. <laughs> well, Those aren't common. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot on Wikipedia. Climate. Everyone has a bed and breakfast, even Lindsborg. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, if you're a kid in Lindsborg, I guess you go to the game and maybe you decide, geez, we hate Kansas Wesleyan so much here at the home of the Swedes. We're going to poison them. And you get caught. So then it reflects badly on the Swedes themselves, the team, the fighting Swedes. Uh, and now apparently justice is going to be done. But again, I, I fully believe that TMZ would know nothing about this if it weren't for the pod. Possible. Well, we'll take, we're influencers. Yeah, we're no, influencers. We, we're awareness raisers. This, these guys are in a lot of trouble. That's the problem. Uh, they know the Lindsborg PD's all over this. Well, 60 interviews. What else do they have to do? Let's just leave it on this. Another crime and punishment story. This is from uh, AL.com. Yeah, so this is an ongoing investigation. So this is really a public service. This is really a public service, especially if you live in Escambia County. Escambia, yeah, yeah. Escambia, okay. Uh, police in South, Alabama, in South Alabama town are searching for a female thief, theft suspect. They said made her getaway on a stolen riding lawnmower. <laughs> okay. Okay, she stole, uh, they stole the uh, a lawnmower. Police say they do not know the identity of the woman, but say the items pictured in a small trailer pulled by the lawnmower are also stolen. <laughs> that includes an Alabama Crimson Tide sign. The Alabama A represents the Chiefs' favorite football team, but it is also stolen, the post said. So there's an Alabama yard sign, and they have a picture of this woman. <laughs> <laughs> On the got, run? On the move? Yeah, yeah. She's, I mean, I'm a big lawnmower guy. Yeah. Um, she's got a little rider mower there. She's wearing a mask, like a, a COVID mask? mask. She's not fooling anyone. Uh, she seems like to be a... wearing blue jeans and Crocs. And she's got this little trailer behind her, and it's got some junk in it and the Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> so this woman needs to be stopped because we just can't be having people stealing your Crimson Tide lawn signs. I mean, you put a lawn sign out there, you expect some... <laughs> respect yes maybe she's an auburn fan i don't know but she steals a lawnmower and then steals <laughs> this is pat is this a good getaway vehicle is this i mean <laughs> no, what? it's 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 not as a matter of fact <laughs> like how has she not been caught yet like how how long can she be on the run on that thing <laughs> a busy. how much gas b how fast can she go put a Flamaton, alabama yeah. Put a cruiser on her tail. I think they're going to get her. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but the lawnmower could, like, get off road and he just starts yeah. doing some work. And you I don't... suppose so. Town this is like, you know, Bonnie and Clyde lived a long time on the lamb and stuff. I just don't see this one. I don't think she's going to be. Right on the panhandle, right in the border. Yeah, right. She's probably making a run to the Florabama. Probably. Florabama Lounge. This She'll is... pull up into the parking lot there. Yeah. I 
I, this this is there's no excuse for this. This needs this woman needs to be locked up. First <laughs> off, you don't touch someone else's lawnmower. There we go. Okay, mowing the lawn is a sacred thing. We've now we've we've reached uh, Wetzel's uh, hot point yeah. here. Yeah, don't touch my lawnmower. And B, you don't just be stealing Alabama lawn signs. <laughs> this is just not acceptable. <laughs> Flamaton, uh, Alabama woman. Yeah, must, the good people of Flamaton are undergoing a crime, a crime wave. They lock up your lawnmowers. Clearly, keep your eyes out. Call the cops if you see anything suspicious. Go down to the Floribama Lounge and look <laughs> for the look for the lawnmower in the parking lot. Someone took a picture of her. Or I guess this is surveillance on the lawnmower, <laughs> but they didn't. Great. We can't stop this person. <laughs> Gets in those backwoods, though, man. It's hard to find See? anyone down there. See, I, it's been a long time since I Floribama, but I mean, it's you know, it's a nice outdoor <laughs> spot. Yeah, I believe they have a annual mullet toss down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know. Good on the floor, Bama. Anyway, maybe that's if I was looking for this woman, that's where I would look. She's probably rolling down Highway 29, right at it. I don't know. This has just got to end, though. This is country's got. It's insane. This is insane. <laughs> end the lawnmower theft. End this podcast. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Please. I don't know. We tried. Probably not. <laughs> this was not the best or most insightful NFL draft pod, but it was a NFL draft pod. It was with a college right. tinge and some paint thinner and some stolen lawnmower thrown in. Sully, play us that that uh, Chattanooga song you got. Play that on the way out. We'll be back next week. We'll, we'll aspire to be better. No guarantees. Talk to you later. We call it Chattanooga. From Chattanooga. Chattanooga, from Chattanooga, from Chattanooga, we are all the pimps. From Chattanooga, we are all the pimps. We are all the pimps. From Chattanooga, from Chattanooga. Uh, from Ain't got nothing to prove. No. But if somebody show out on me, ain't got nothing to lose. That's my mentality. When roaming in the city, I'm at between the Bill and Atlanta. It's the city of Chat.